Well, returning now to our story about frontline police numbers, Prime Minister Christopher Luxon says his police minister, Mark Mitchell, misspoke when telling Parliament it would now take three years to recruit 500 extra police officers. The government agreed to add 500 cops in two years as part of the coalition agreement. Mr Luxon and Deputy Prime Minister Winston Peters have confirmed on Morning Report today that their chiefs of staff met last night to discuss the issue. Opposition leader Chris Hipkins joins us now to discuss it further. Kia ora, good morning. Kia ora, good morning. Well, you had described this as a broken election promise. It seems that the promise has been, or the commitment has been, remade. What do you make of that? Well, I think it's just a shambles. It's a bit humiliating for Mark Mitchell, um, but really it, 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 it defies belief that the minister would come down and say, well, we don't think we're going to be able to do it. And the prime minister would then just ride in over the top and say, well, we're going to do it anyway. I mean, uh, this is a government that just the left hand doesn't seem to know what the right hand's doing on a daily basis. Well, the prime minister says that Mark Mitchell was merely um, canvassing the various uh, barriers to why it's going to be so hard to recruit these 500 extra police, but that, that they can deliver in two years. Well, the, the question that was asked in Parliament was a question on notice. So he had three hours to figure out what his answer was going to be. And he came back and he said, no, they weren't going to do it within two years. They were going to do it within three years. So, I um, mean, goodness only knows uh, what uh, uh, what's actually going to come out of this in the end. Yesterday in Parliament, there was more talk about smoking regulations. Um, Mr Luxon has told us this morning he's satisfied with the conduct of the Associate Health Minister, Casey Costello. Um What's your response to that? Well, Casey Costello was asking for advice on freezing excise on cigarettes and then denied that she'd asked for advice on freezing excise on cigarettes and then paperwork was produced that indicated that she had actually asked for the advice and then she tried to say, oh, well, that's not actually what I was asking for, even though there's a written record saying that that is exactly what she was asking for. Then the Prime Minister said, oh, well, she hasn't actually asked for that and and he said, oh, well, that wasn't what she meant to do. And then he said he wasn't aware that she had asked for it. It's just a mess. You asked the Prime Minister about funding from the tobacco industry. What were you getting at there? Well, I think the fact that the Prime Minister has indicated publicly that he's not going to ask any of his ministers whether or not they have received donations from the tobacco lobby, given the close link that some of his ministers seem to have with the tobacco lobby, I think is a failure of leadership. I think he should be asking ministers, have they received donations from the tobacco lobby? And if they have, then they should be declaring those and they should be exempting themselves from decision-making around smoke-free legislation. Well, he does... He does say that he expects them to follow the rules and uh, all cabinet rules and, and make the appropriate declarations. But he has indicated he's not going to ask them. He said to media yesterday that he wasn't going to ask ministers whether they had received donations from the tobacco lobby, I think. That is a failure of leadership. It's a failure to uphold the standards that New Zealanders should be able to expect of their Prime Minister. Do you think that the tobacco lobby is having an influence on this government? Well, I think if you look at their policies, they're rolling back smoke-free legislation, which would have seen a significant reduction in smoking in New Zealand and a significant reduction in smoking-related harm in New Zealand. And the current government that we've got is rolling that legislation back. Um, basically, they're banking on having over a billion dollars in extra revenue from rolling back that legislation. I think that's a government that is 
firstly, too close to the tobacco lobby, but secondly, trying desperately to fund uh, tax cuts in any way possible. And if that means more New Zealanders smoking and more New Zealanders suffering the health consequences for that, well, they're willing to pay that price in order to be able to fund tax cuts, which are not affordable. Waitangi, of course, uh, coming up. What are you expecting there? What will your message be? The challenge has been laid down by uh, Shane Jones and others to take uh, any protest message there. What are you expecting? We worked really hard over the six years we were in government to make sure that Waitangi Day was a day, a positive day of celebration. And you saw that at Waitangi Day over the last six years. It has been a largely positive event. That certainly will be my objective in the time that I'll be going there. I will be going there with a message of unity, um, with a message of working together and continuing to focus on a positive future for New Zealand, which does involve uh, making sure that Māori's, uh, Māori are involved in decision-making, making sure that Māori's concerns are taken seriously. Um, and uh, that's going to be the message that I'll be taking on behalf of the Labour Party. You said that you have worked hard over that six years, but you also said at Dratana that you didn't do a very good job of taking non-Māori with you. Why was that? What, sh- what should you have said? I think on some of the debates around issues like water reform, for example, where it's critical that we update, our, you know, upgrade our water infrastructure in New Zealand. I think that we allowed debates around co-governance, the meaning of co-governance, what it actually means to fester for too long. And uh, and as a result, I think we got quite a lot of backlash against that. And that's evident, you know, for anyone driving the length and breadth of the country seeing the stop three waters signs. And uh, I think that's really unfortunate. Well, I think that we should have, we could have done more there. Well, just some of the um, the conflict that you're talking about then rest with you. No, not at all. We're not the one that's proposing. We're not the party that's proposing to wind back um, many of the things that have really led New Zealand forward. We're not the party that's proposing to stop public servants using Te Reo Māori on a daily basis or um, you know, stop the use of Te Reo Māori to describe government departments. We're not the, one, the party that's proposing to effectively remove the principles of the treaty and, and in many cases remove the treaty from legislation. Um, that's, that's the government that are proposing those things. I appreciate your time this morning. That is uh, Opposition Leader Chris Hipkins.